Hey, this is Mike Brake, and I'm the pastor at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. I want to say thank you for stopping by our podcast today. We really do believe that you're only one step away from the relationship with God that you've been wanting. So I hope the message today gives you encouragement, gives you some vision so that you can take that next step towards freedom. Enjoy the message. If Jesus uh, was good to you in 2018, let's give him a hand today. huh? Come on. That was awesome year that God has put us through. If you're first time with us, we're celebrating our first birthday. My name's Mike Brake. I'm the lead pastor here at Freedom Church. It is an honor for Rita and I to serve you and, and, and lead with you. Um, so many amazing things have happened over the past year, and we are just grateful uh, to be a, a part of it. And so um, I'm fired up to be here today. It's been a few weeks since we've been able to meet. We've been snowed out. We actually haven't been here in a month. So I'm fired up. I'm pumped up to, to be here with you today. Um, if you're new with us today, I am glad that you have decided to join us. We are kicking off a series today called Love Los Alamos. And in this series, it's going to be kind of our theme for the, the year, that we were created for something much bigger than just us. We're created for something that's just, that's bigger than just me and, and, and bigger than you and I. Like God wants us on a life-changing, world-changing, go-make-a-difference uh, uh, mission. And, and, it, and that, in that, he has called us to, to love one another, to love Los Alamos. Why? Because God loves the world and he loves every single human, human being and he definitely loves Los Alamos. And so we are called here uh, for this time in this place to love Los Alamos. And so I want to challenge you uh, over the next few weeks, track with us. Track with us over this and, and see if God doesn't speak to you and reveal to you how you can start loving Los Alamos or continue to take next steps in loving Los Alamos in 2019. We get to the end of 2019 and we, are, we look back and say, man, God did some amazing things, not only in my life, but in my, my family's life, in my marriage, in my kids. And that's where this idea of sparking love Los Alamos comes from, to be a part of something bigger than just you and I. And that's, that's not a mission that I made up when we started the church. That, that's not a mission that like a handful of leaders was like, oh, I think this is a good idea to like, let's go change the world. No, this comes directly from the lips of Jesus. And this verse out of Acts chapter 1 um, is going to be kind of a, a, a driving verse for us. And it's, it's Jesus speaking to his disciples. He had already died on the cross. He had risen from the dead. He had spent some time, uh, about 40 days or so, with his followers saying, Hey, you saw me die. Now I'm alive. And he's getting ready to go to heaven. He's going to actually leave them and say, Hey, I'm not going to be on earth anymore. And my spirit, the Holy Spirit, is going to be with you now. These are his parting words. Okay, he could have said anything here, but here's his parting words. He says, but you will receive, say this next word with me, just to get some engagement going on. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be, say this with me, my witnesses in Jerusalem. What's a witness? Think about it in a trial. What are, they are going to speak when they are in a court system, if they're a witness, things about they have, I've seen it or I heard it. This is what I know about the situation. He said, you're going to be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You want to see the power of God work in your life? 
It's going to come through you living out your faith and telling other people about your faith. He says, my power is going to come when you're going to be my witnesses and you're going to do it in Jerusalem. Okay, good. Jerusalem, hometown. Home turf, like I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. We got home field advantage. I'm pumped today, hoping that we can just knock out Brady. Anybody with me on that? Anybody? Anyone? Okay, okay, good, good, good. We're all right. We can, we're cool. Pray for the rest of you guys. Um, Jerusalem, hometown. Judea, okay. That's uh, like our home region. It's like New Mexico. We're okay there. Now, it's interesting that he says Samaria. Ah, Samaria. Now, to you and I, Samaria makes no difference. But to a Jew, we don't associate with Samaria. Like, we, we, we are bordering and touching, but no, 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 no. Like, Jesus, you told a story about the Good Samaritan once. Like, there was a guy that he got hurt. And the, Jew, the Jewish priests and the Levites, and they like went around the other side of this guy, didn't help him. And the hero of the story was the Samaritan. And Jesus, don't you remember? Like that got everyone really offended and upset because we don't associate with Samaria. Interesting that he would say, you're going to go to a place that you don't want to associate with, that you are going to be uh, uncomfortable. And he says, and you're going to also go to the world. That's the mission that Jesus sent his followers on. And church, that is our mission, plain and simple. Love, los, alamos, be a part of a bigger story. Jesus, one time, he went to Samaria. Jesus went to Samaria. It's where we're going to camp out today. If you have your Bibles, uh, you can turn it to John chapter 4. And that's where we're going to hang out today. It'll be up on the screen. If you have the Bible app on your phone, you can click on the more section on there and click on events and it will have my notes on there as well. It's on the, on the Bible app. Um, but John chapter four, Jesus goes to Samaria. Verse three says, so he, Jesus, left Judea, home region, returned to Galilee. It's up north. It's about a two to three day journey um, north of Jerusalem. Now say this with me. Say this next phrase with me. He had to go. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Now, geography-wise, geographically, um, Jerusalem to Galilee, two to three day journey, quickest route, straight through Samaria. But because there's so much hatred between Jews and Samaritans, Samaritans were like, Half-breeds, half-Jews. They weren't pure Jews. And so Jews would almost rather associate with Gentiles, don't have any Jewish blood with them, than to associate with Samaria. So there's another route, a longer route through a valley, through a more of a desert region that they would actually uh, sometimes prefer maybe to go through because they didn't want to go through Samaria, the most direct route. Like Google would say, hey, straight route, go right through Samaria. Or you can collect the two to three day longer route and go that way. There's a couple routes. They would go the opposite way. They wouldn't go. Jesus had to go to Samaria. Eventually, he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar, near the, near the field of Jacob gave, that Jacob gave to his son, Joseph. Jesus, tired from the long walk, 
tired like you got off the treadmill for the first uh, workout in 2019. Not saying that I almost passed out after the first workout of 2019. Not saying that I almost had, like I called in to sick work after my first workout in 2019 because I couldn't function. But, you know, just he was tired and we might get tired too. He, he had a long journey. He sat wearily, wearily beside the well at noontime. Remember that. We're going to come back to that noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water and Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. Why would he go to Samaria? When they don't associate, it says he had to go. He could have gone another route. That would have been the more culturally acceptable thing to do, the more easy thing to do, but it said that he had to go. I hope you'll see by the end of this service, everything Jesus did was on purpose. You are here today on purpose. I hope I, I, God has something for you. I don't want you to miss it. I don't know what it is, but he has you here on purpose. Listen and hear the spirit speak today. It says the woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, you're a Jew. I'm a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? And then Jesus said, this is awesome. He says, if you only knew, if you only knew the gift God had for you, maybe that's what you need to hear today. If you only knew the gifts that God had for you, you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me and I would give you living water. But, sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket and this well is very deep. Where are you going to get this living water? Besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob who gave us this well? How? Great question. How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, he goes a little bit deeper. Anyone who thinks this water will soon will drink this water will soon become thirsty again. But anyone who drinks the water that I will give will never thirst again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. And then she likes free refills. So she's like, hey, please, sir, give me some of this water. Then I'll be then I'll never be thirsty again. And then I won't have to come here and get come here to get water. Now, Jesus goes right to the heart of the issue. He says, go get your husband. She says, uh, I don't I don't I don't I don't have a husband. And Jesus says, you're right. You don't for you've had five and you aren't even married to the man you're with now. You certainly have spoke the truth. And she said, sir. You must be a prophet. Kind of like, whoa, 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 dude, you're kind of freaking me out. Okay, smarty pants. All right. I don't know how you know all this stuff, but let's, you must be a prophet. Let's not really, I don't, I, I came here to get some water. Um, let's, now you're kind of freaking me out. I don't, let's just kind of skirt this issue. They kind of have some, some back and forth um, and some commentary on, on kind of prophecy and the Messiah, you can read it in your, in your own uh, time. And it says, then the woman said, I know the Messiah is coming. So there's a guy who's going to tell me everything. The one who's called to Christ, when he comes, he'll explain everything to us. And Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. I am the anointed one. I am the, the Christ. Like we think Jesus' last name is Christ. That's, that's not his last name. It, Christ means the anointed one. He's the one. He's the Messiah. Now they come back to the well. They were shocked too to find him talking to the woman and none of them had the nerve to ask, what do you want to do with her? Why are you talking to her? And the woman left her jar beside the well and ran back 
to the village telling everyone, come and see a man who had told me everything I ever did. And could he possibly be the Messiah? And so the people came streaming to the village to see him. And through a woman with a bucket going to get some water one day, has one conversation in one moment, not only transforms her life, transforms the lives of an entire region with a bucket, with a bucket. I want to talk about three things today in this passage. I want to talk about three, three words that are kind of come up with uh, based on three questions that were asked during this conversation, during this scene. And the first word I want to focus on is shame. Why are you talking to me? Jesus asks her for a drink of water, and she's like, wait a minute, we, we don't associate. And she had three strikes against her. One, he's a Jew. Two, she's a Samaritan. That's strike number one. In that culture, he's a man. She's a woman. He's a rabbi. She's a woman. The, the, the women were not treated as equals in that culture. They were more like property. And so to be have, having a rabbi speaking to a woman in, in public in that scene, that was not culturally acceptable. But Jesus didn't care about culture and what the rules were in culture. He came to break all those rules. Amen. I mean, that is awesome. That, this is, so that's strike two. Three. And he knew everything about her. But she had some questionable character flaws going on. Jesus didn't care. But this woman had shame in her life. I wonder if there's some shame that you are holding on to from 2018, from 2017, from 2016, from 2006, from 1996. I don't know. Says she came out at noontime. Noontime. Most... Most people would have gone to the well in the morning time. Noon time is right in the middle of day. I don't know if you've ever been in, I went to Haiti once and we were in a hot climate and we had to carry buckets of water. Listen, you ain't going to go going on, a, on a, a mile or two long trip to carry some water in the middle of the day. You're going to do it when it's cool, not in a, in a hot, dry climate like that. She came at noon time not expecting to see anybody. Like when you go to Smith's and it's a Saturday morning and you want to go all incognito, right? Like you got the, you got the sweatpants on, you got the hoodie on, and it's, uh, it's bad hair day, so it's hat day. You got the sunglasses on, and you're like, I'm just going to go stroll in the Smith's. I'm going to get the milk and the eggs. And then you look up, and it's Pastor Mike, like three aisles down, saying, hey, how you doing? Hey, and you're like, oh, my God. I just, I don't want to be seen, you know, and like, I got to buy some gluten-free pizza or something here besides be noticed. Like, he didn't want to be seen. It's kind of like two Baptists locking eyes in the liquor department of the, of the grocery store, and they're like, ah, I, I didn't want to be seen here. Can I, can I joke about these things? I don't know. I just did. But it, she didn't want to be seen. It's noontime. She knows. Like, I'm hoping to go here because of shame. And then when Jesus asks the question, go get your husband, or he says, go get your husband, she's like, uh, you see, kind of what had happened was, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have a husband. And Jesus, knowing everything about her, is like, I know, I know. When I asked you for a drink of water, I was trying to set you free. You're stuck in your shame. 
live in this cycle, not wanting to be seen, not wanting to be noticed, not living with purpose, and you're stuck. And I wonder what has you stuck in your shame? Something you said, something you did, maybe now something you think about yourself, maybe something that someone did to you, and now you're like, I'm a... When you think about it, you're like, I'm, a, I'm just a horrible person. Who, me? Like, why are you talking to me, God? Like, why would you strike up a conversation with me? Who, me? And you got to understand who is talking to your shame. This is a big deal. Jesus brings it up. He's an advocate. You also have someone else that will bring up your shame. He's an accuser. You're horrible. You're a failure. You messed up. Can you believe I can't? God's going to use you? No way. Not after that. Not what, look, what you thought, what you did, what you said. No way. No one's ever going to use you. An accuser. And religious people, you got to be careful of this. Church people, the insiders, disciples come back. And what are they thinking? More accusatory than, than, than trying to help her out. Why is he talking to her? Don't you know what she did? Like, look at her. No way. You got to be insider church people. Some of you have walked away from faith, not because of Jesus, but because of insiders casting shame on you. That's not the way you might have walked away from Jesus on account of other people. But you have an advocate who says, I'll try to set you free. I, here's what I'm thinking. That's good. Isaiah prophet Isaiah chapter 6 he gets a glimpse of God and if you haven't read it and he goes he, he, he sees God and he's like whoa is me he's like I'm done I'm a man of unclean lips like I, I see my humanity I got a glimpse of God I see his divinity I am worthless I am nothing and it says that an angel comes down and like says, you're forgiven. Your shame is gone. It's erased. Now go. I've, I got a purpose for you, a mission for you. Go be my witness. Go be my messenger. And, and being cleansed of all that shame, God says, who is going to be my missionary? And all of a sudden, his, his, Isaiah's tone changes. He says, send me. Send me. Listen, here's, there's something powerful that will happen in your life. There's something powerful. Listen, listen. There's something powerful in your life when you will stop saying, who, me? To send me. Jesus came to set her free. And in one conversation over a bucket, she came in walking with shame and she left transforming a region, being a messenger for God in one conversation. Let go of your shame. Give it to God. If he's bringing it up, it's to set you free. Second thing, second word, surface, surface. She said, how can you offer better water? Jesus makes a powerful claim. He said, anyone who drinks from the water that I give is living water. You'll never thirst again. She's like, I like free refills. I, I want some of this, but how? She's looking at the surface level of things. Jesus is talking about something at a deeper level here. And here's what Jesus knows, because everything he did was on purpose. Jesus knows. <laughs> he knows that everybody is thirsty. 
everybody is thirsty. And some of you are looking at me. No, I'm not talking about surface level. I'm more like urban dictionary level. Everybody is thirsty for something. And this woman had learned to get what she needed through her relationships, but it never fulfilled her soul. She had to keep going back. She had to keep going back. And she had to keep going back. Everyone is thirsty. Some of you, you get fed first thing in the morning every time you wake up. You get fed through your feed. And you scroll and you post and you compare and you look at the likes and then you look at the, 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 the followers and you look at the comments and you look at theirs and you get in your, your feed. But guess what? It doesn't satisfy. And you got to what? You got to come back and get fed again. Everybody's thirsty. Jesus knows we're, we're thirsty. If you got to get your validation from people, you're going to have to keep going back when they don't get it to you. You're like, oh, I'm not a social media person, so I'm good. Well, then why are you eating Doritos every time you get stressed? Like, why, why do you got to have three drinks just to make it through a night with your kids? Or with your spouse? Like, everybody's thirsty. Why you got to scroll through her Facebook page? Why you got to land on that website? Why, what's feeding you there? Because everybody... Jesus knows everybody's thirsty. I got these ladders here. They represent your purpose. And every single one of us, we struggle with these things. We can, we can get our, our, our fix and climb and take our next steps. And then we realize, unless this ladder is positioned for my purpose, it leads to nowhere. And so when we go, we're like, hey, I thought success was going to get me what I wanted. I thought success was going to get me the thing that was going to satisfy. And I get to the top and I've had success and I've taken my next steps. And I'm like, look at you. How's the weather down there? Look at me. And you get to the top and you're like, ah. And then like, well, that wasn't good enough. And we kind of like, I don't know who I am anymore. And we don't have any identity and we don't have a purpose. And we'll go from ladder to ladder to ladder. And some of you, you get it from success. Some of you, you get it from sex. Some of you, you will get it from religion. And unless they are positioned for your purpose, it leads to nowhere. Like, it doesn't matter how high I climb, right? Like, I could be super dangerous and get to the top level of this thing. Not going to do it. It'd be a sermon you would never soon forget. I, I believe that. It might be the last sermon I ever get. It doesn't matter how high I climb. If it's not positioned for its purpose, it leads to nowhere. She had been doing things at a surface level and it hadn't been positioned correctly. And this is where God is calling us to go to a place to say, hey, there is only one well that satisfies my soul. There's only one ladder in its position that will lead me to my purpose and where God is going to take me to new heights that I've never seen. Everything else comes up empty and I'm going to have to keep going back and keep going back and keep going back. And the, the, the sooner you can learn that, 
in life, the better off you are going to be to say, guess what, devil? You've had me and who me for 2018? Well, guess what? You can stick that where the sun don't shine. I'm going to send me. And guess what? There's only one well, devil, that will satisfy my soul. And in 2019, I'm not going to fill my bucket list anymore with things that don't truly satisfy. I have a pl- he has a plan and a purpose for me, and I'm going to start living those things out in my life. I'm going to go from surface level to soul level. See, here's the thing. It's not a sin to be thirsty. Everybody's thirsty. Jesus wasn't like, hey, what are you doing having all these needs and in his shame and being thirsty? No, he didn't condemn me. He said, there's only one well that's going to satisfy it. And for too many of us, we get satisfied way too easily. And we get off track from our purpose. So I have a new bucket list in 2019. I'm going to be putting myself in position to know his will. Jesus, the disciples come back. She leaves to go tell everyone about Jesus. The disciples, they're kind of talking about the surface level stuff too. They're like, dude, you're hungry. You're tired. You need to eat surface level. And he says, he says, I get my nourishment from doing the will of God. My purpose. That is what feeds my soul. So I, I, I don't know about you, but for me, prayer. I'm putting that in my bucket list. Prayer is going to align me to say, you know what? I can't, God. I can't. I've tried. I can't. I'm human. I I can't figure this out. And it's going to put me in the right position to say, I can't, but God, you can. Prayer. I'm going to get into his word in 2019. Because as Omar said in his devotional uh, this past week on on Facebook, oh my gosh, he said, get into the word because it's a light to my path, a light to my feet. You want to know what God's will in your life? Get into God's word this year. Get into God's word and hear from him. You go from surface level to soul level. That stuff is living and active and it will speak directly to your soul. Get in the presence of God's people. You got to understand 2019 is the year you understand that your presence has power. You come here and, and, and it's good to, to be in an environment where we hear from God and he speaks to us and we leave here with the next step. And that's good and great. But you got to understand when you are here, you are actually providing encouragement to everyone else. You provide encouragement to me. Like I see you here and I'm like, hey, there's this person. it's been a month since we met and I'm excited. You actually provide encouragement. And, and when you're singing and praising, well, maybe not some of you when you're singing, it, it, like you hear them like, oh, yeah, they come. And you're like, what was that sound like? But uh, it, you are encouraging despite whatever joyful noise you produce and coming out of your mouth. Presence is powerful and encouraging to be in the presence of people. And when God's working on all of our lives together, oh my gosh, you see so many beautiful things and people investing and inviting. One of our core values, it's our our mission strategy to go and invest in people. Just love people. Like, I know it's a weird concept, like just be a friend with somebody. Be a friend with somebody this year. Invest in them. And I guarantee you, if you just love people at the right time, you will have plenty of opportunities to share your faith. Invest and invite. And the last word, significance. Disciples come back and say, why are you talking to her? She's insignificant. 
Why are you talking to her, Jesus? He knows their thoughts. Everything Jesus did was on purpose. It says the woman left her jar beside the well and she ran. Notice the urgency. Her next steps, she ran back to the village. There's an urgency to love Los Alamos. Telling everyone, come and see. She didn't know all about Jesus. She was still having some questions of her own. What I tell people when they come to talk about Freedom Church, I just say, come and see. Just come and see. Don't put any pressure on yourself to know it all. You can't. I don't. Just come and see. A man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. And that whole village was transformed in one conversation. She went from shame to surface le- shame and surface level to significance and purpose. And then Jesus, as she left, said to his disciples, you know the saying, four months between planting and harvest, but I say, wake up and look around. The fields are already ripe for harvest. One conversation. You're like, oh man, I don't know. Can I do this? Like, I just barely even know Jesus. And I'm just still trying to figure these things out. God wants to use me. That's still in that who me mindset. How many conversations did this woman have with Jesus? One. One conversation. And then now she's living with significance. She's got her life in order and living on purpose. She still has doubts. She's still trying to figure things out. But she's going and saying, come and see, come and see, come and see. I wonder what story you're telling in 2019. What story are you telling in 2019? What are you putting in your bucket list in 2019? Each one of you have a card. Actually, you got two. No one's going to be forced to do this. We're Freedom Church. You're free to do whatever you want. But I'm going to ask everybody to do this. We got some pins up here, some markers up here if you don't have one. We did this last year. And I'm going to ask us to do it again this year. Easter is 91 days away. I'm believing. I'm believing that God has some people that he wants to be saved, to set free in 2019. I'm believing that he probably has someone in your circle of influence that does not know him who he would love to have a relationship with because God loves Los Alamos. So what I'm going to ask you to do is put the person, the name of one person, the name of two people, three people, I don't know, just at least one, put their first name on there. You're going you're to write the exact same name on here. One you're going to keep for yourself and you're going to take it with you. 91 days. Be praying. How can I invest in this person? How can I maybe invite in this person? How can I pray for this person? The other one, the other one I'm going to ask that you would bring it and put it in this bucket. Someone who is on your bucket list, not as a project, but as a friend that Jesus loves. And he wants to speak to them through you. What you're gonna do is you're gonna put it in here. Our leadership team, just put the first name on here because we don't need to know the last name. Just put the first name on. We wanna pray with you. Next week, you'll come back and guess what? You're gonna get another card and it's gonna have someone's name on it. We will hand those out to you, first name. We'll take the the cards that you put in here, hand them out, and then you're going to partner with someone who you don't even know. Pray for someone who you don't even know. Because we want to be a church united who says we're going to pray first and do these things together. So I'm going to ask, 
write the same thing on both cards. You keep one, you're going to pray, you're going to put it in here, and then our church will be praying together 91 days. Why Easter? Why Easter? It's just because we have a better opportunity to reach more people at Easter. More people are likely to come at Easter and at Christmas. We saw 17 salvations at Freedom Church in 2018. I'm blown away by that. Three of them were at Easter. Seven of them were at Christmas. Those are the best time to just tell people about the love of Jesus. And so we're going to be praying for the next 91 days that God would do something miraculous. You know what happened when Jesus died on the cross? He was thirsty then too. One of the last things he said in his life before he died on the cross, said, I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty. And he did it on purpose. He was fulfilling a prophecy in Psalm 63. Everything he did was on purpose. And when it looked like he was done, when it looked like all hope was gone, when they, when they took him down off the cross and he was dead and they rolled a, a stone over his tomb and when they put the guards in front to make sure that he was going to stay there, guess what? Three days later, he was alive. The stone rolled away. Those guards were like, what? We don't even know what happened. The dude was alive and telling people, I, I predicted this. I love you. I love Los Alamos. I love this world. And now you are on. I'm leaving and it's your turn and that mission has not stopped for 2,000 years. Freedom Church, we're not going to go through a sophomore slump in year two. We're going to keep building on what God has called us to do, to go and love the people around us. One story at a time. One person at a time. He loved on that one woman in that one moment, and it transformed a whole region. Who is God calling you to love on in the next 91 days? It might just transform Los Alamos. Let's stand to our feet. I'm going to pray for us. Jesus, I thank you. I thank you for the fact that we come here with shame. We come here knowing that we thirst after things. We come out here knowing that we fall short time and time and time again. But you are our advocate. You are our strength. You are our joy. When we take our next steps, as difficult and as uncomfortable as they might be. Samaria? I don't want to go to Samaria. Ah, but I know if I do it, you have a purpose and a plan that leads me to nourishment. It will satisfy my soul. God, I am tired of posting. I am tired of positioning. I am tired of posing and coming back again and again and again to things that do not satisfy. And God, I ask you today to come into my life, make yourself known and help me to get living water today. Thank you again for listening to the podcast at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. A few next steps that you can take coming out of this. One is head to our website and let us know just exactly how we can help you take your next step. Also, if we have had a positive impact in your life or in your family and you want to partner with us financially, you can go to our website and click give. That will get the message out so we can impact more people through this ministry. And finally, click the subscribe button. That way you know you get the latest content from the podcast as well as rate it, review it. That will help get the message out to others. Hope you have a, a wonderful week. Thanks again for listening.